0: Betsy and Tacey Go Over the Big Hill by Maud Hart Lovelace, Chapter three-The King of Spain The first thing Betsy and Tacy and Tib did after they were ten years old was to fall in love. They all fell in love at once-with the same person, too. It happened this way. Betsy was eating her supper. She was hurrying in order to get out to play, for on May evenings all the children of Hill Street gathered in the street to play. They played Run Sheep Run, and Prisoner's Base, and Pom Pom Pull Away, and many other games, until the sun finally set behind Tacey's house, and the first stars appeared in the sky. Betsy loved this wild hour of play, and she usually thought about it all through supper, but tonight, her attention was caught by something her father was saying. Sixteen years old. It's pretty young to be a king. "'Has he had his birthday yet?' Betsy's mother asked. "'Not yet, but they're making great preparations. "'You see, he comes to the throne on—' "'Oops. "'You see, he comes to the throne that day.' Mr. Ray folded the paper and handed it to his wife. "'There's his picture. "'Handsome boy, isn't he?' Julia and Betsy jumped up and looked over their mother's shoulder. They saw the picture of a slim, dark boy on horseback. The line beneath the picture read, "'Alfonso the thirteenth. "'Do you mean he's living someplace, right now?' asked Betsy. "'Yes,' her mother answered. "'He lives in Spain.' "'That country we had the war with,' said Julia. "'It's your turn to wipe the dishes, Betsy.' "'It is not,' said Betsy. "'I wiped them last night.' "'But that was making up for the night before, when I did them for you, while you and Tacy practiced the cat duet.' "'Betsy could not deny it.' "'And tonight,' said Julia, "'I have to practice my recitation.' There was lots of practising going on, for there was to be a big entertainment on the last day of school. "'All right,' said Betsy. She didn't mind staying in to wipe dishes as much as usual. It was a chance to ask her mother about the King of Spain. She had known, of course, that there were kings and queens outside of fairy tales and histories, but she had never thought much about them before. It was strange to think now of a real live boy being a king.' She listened eagerly while her mother told her all she knew about him. His father had died many years before. His mother, the Queen, had been acting as regent, but on May 17th he would be sixteen years old, and then he would ascend the throne and rule the country himself. "'Madrid, that's the capital of Spain, is turned inside out with excitement,' Betsy's mother said. "'Betsy felt turned inside out with excitement, too.' After the towels had been hung to dry, she ran into the back parlor to find the newspaper. Fortunately, her father had finished with it. He had gone to work in the garden. Clutching the paper, Betsy ran outdoors. Games had begun, but Tacy was not playing. She was sitting on the hitching block waiting for Betsy. The sun was low, and the new leaves on the trees shimmered in a golden light. Tacy cried Betsy. "'Did you know there was a king in Europe, alive and everything, only fifteen years old?' "'I've heard about him,' Tacey said. "'Here's a picture of him,' said Betsy. She sat down beside Tacey on the hitching block, and they looked at the picture together. "'Just think,' said Betsy, "'we're sitting here on this hitching block, "'and at this very minute he's somewhere doing something.' "'Maybe he's eating his supper,' Tacy said. "'Maybe he's out horseback riding, like he was when this picture was taken. "'Maybe he's saying his prayers. "'Maybe he's blowing his nose.' "'It seems queer to have him blowing his nose,' said Tacy, looking displeased. "'Oh, probably he has an embroidered handkerchief,' said Betsy. "'I imagine he does.' They looked at the picture again. "Tacy," said Betsy, "'do you know what?' "'What?' asked Tacy. "'I'm in love with him,' said Betsy. "'It's the first time I've ever been in love.' "'Do you want to marry him?' asked Tacy. "'Yes,' said Betsy, "'I do. Do you?' "'I certainly do,' Tacey said. The games on the street were going full swing now, but neither Betsy nor Tacey cared about joining in. They sat looking at the King of Spain's picture, which was gilded by the sunset light. Just then Tib ran up, breathless. "'My mamma," she began. "'Tib,' said Betsy, interrupting, "'did you know there was a king in Europe not sixteen years old yet?' "'Is there?' asked Tib. "'Here's his picture,' said Tacey. "'Betsy and I are in love with him.' "'We want to marry him,' said Betsy. "'We'll be queen if we do.' "'Could you both be queen?' asked Tib, staring. "'No, just one of us,' said Betsy. "'And it had better be Tacey, because of her ringlets. "'She'd look nice in a crown.' "'Tib would make a nice queen,' said Tacy. Tacy was shy. "'She didn't like the idea of being a queen very well.' "'My mamma said Tib, "'is making me a white accordion-pleated dress "'for the entertainment, "'to dance my baby dance in. "'I was hurrying to tell you.' "'A white accordion-pleated dress "'would be fine for a queen,' said Tacey. "'Don't you think Tib had better be queen, Betsy?' "'If she's in love with him,' said Betsy. "'Tib could see it was a kind of game. "'If you and Tacey are, I am,' she said, "'let's play pom-pom-pull-away now. "'They're choosing sides.' So they all played pom-pom pull-away until the golden light on Hill Street changed to soft gray, and mothers began calling from the porches. Betsy, Tacey, and Tib didn't talk any more that night about the King of Spain, but they talked about him every night for a long time afterward. The newspapers were full of news of the young King Alfonso as his sixteenth birthday drew near. Every night when her father had finished with the paper, Betsy took it outdoors. She and Tacey and Tib went up to that bench which stood at the end of Hill Street, and there they pored over the printed columns together. "'Madrid was a whirlpool of gaiety,' they read. "'The city was planning a battle of flowers. The buildings were hung with tapestries and carpets, and with red and yellow cloth.' "'Red and yellow must be his colours, Betsy remarked thoughtfully." "'We ought to wear them, then, like badges,' Tacy said. "'After all, we're in love with him. "'We're expecting to marry him. "'At least Tib is.' "'If we could find some red and yellow cloth, "'I would make us some badges,' Tib said. "'Tib could sew.' "'Betsy and Tacy ran into their houses "'and rummaged in their mother's scrap-bags. "'Betsy found some red cambric, "'and Tacey found some yellow ribbon, "'and Tib took these materials home.' The next evening she appeared wearing a red and yellow rosette, and when, she, when they had climbed the hill to their bench, she pinned one on Betsy and one on Tacey. They felt very solemn. "'Now we've got a lodge,' said Betsy. "'My father belongs to a lodge. It's like a club, only more important, and very secret.' "'Well, this has certainly got to be a secret,' Tibbs said. "'Julia and Katie would tease us plenty if they knew we were in love.' "'They wouldn't understand being in love with a king,' said Betsy. "'At least Julia wouldn't. "'She likes just plain boys, ordinary boys who walk home from school with her "'and carry her books, like Ben Williams.' "'Katy would think the whole thing was silly,' Tacy said. "'That just shows how little she knows about it,' said Betsy. "'Tib acted embarrassed. "'She wasn't so much in love as Betsy and Tacey were. "'She just liked to do whatever they did.' "'What is the name of our lodge?' she asked, to change the subject. "'How would K.O.S. be, for King of Spain?' suggested Betsy. They all thought that was fine. After that, whenever anyone mentioned love or marriage in their presence, Betsy and Tacey and Tib said, "'K.O.S.' They sighed and rolled their eyes. They wore their red and yellow rosettes faithfully, changing them from one dress to another.' What is more, they wore pictures of the King of Spain, cut from the newspapers, pinned to their underwaists. Betsy had the one in which he sat on a horse. Tacy had one that showed him in hunting costume, with a shawl thrown over one shoulder, a wide hat, and a gun. In Tibbs' picture he wore a white, nautical-looking cap. Betsy and Tacy had a hard time concealing their pictures from Julia and Katie when they undressed at night. That made their secret all the more exciting.' They did not join in the games after dinner any more. Instead, they walked up to their bench, and there in the cool spring twilight they read about King Alfonso. His birthday now was drawing very near. In fact, it would come next Saturday. Peasants, the newspaper said, were flocking into Madrid, wearing the picturesque national costume. Great ladies draped in black lace mantillas sat on balconies. What are mantillas? Tib wanted to know. "'They're shawls,' answered Betsy, who had asked her mother. "'I think we ought to have some shawls, then,' said Tib. "'But the only shawl my mamma has got is her old paisley shawl.' "'My mama's got that heavy brown one we play house with,' Betsy said. "'My mama's got a grey wool one,' Tacey said. "'She'd let me wear it, I think. "'We all ought to wear them next Saturday, the day he's crowned.' "'Betsy and Tib thought so, too.' So on Saturday, the 17th of May, they wore shawls all day long except at mealtime. It happened that the weather turned very warm that day. The little leaves on the trees seemed to grow bigger by the minute, and dandelions on the fresh green lawn almost popped up while you watched them. All up and down Hill Street children put off caps and jackets, but Betsy and Daisy and Tib went around wrapped up in heavy shawls. The lilacs had come into bloom by Betsy's kitchen door. They picked a bouquet of fragrant purple clusters. Then they spread a blanket on the lawn and put the bouquet in the middle, and they all sat down. Whatever are you wearing those shawls for? asked Julia. And those rosettes? asked Katie. KOS, answered Betsy and Tacey, rolling their eyes. KOS, answered Tib, trying not to laugh. Julia and Katie went away. This is really a birthday party, isn't it? asked Tib. Yes, it is, said Tacy, and we ought to have a birthday cake. I can't very well ask my mamma for a birthday cake, said Betsy, but I can ask for cookies, and we can pretend they're cake. That was what they did, and while they munched cookies, they tried to imagine what was happening in Spain, where the young Alfonso was ascending his throne. The newspapers tomorrow will have it all in, said Tacy from the depths of her shawl. Tib put out a small perspiring face. "'But we ought to read them together,' she said, on account of our lodge. "'And we're never together on Sunday.' "'That was true. "'They attended different churches, and on Sunday afternoon they often went riding "'or visiting with their parents.' "'Well, let's not look at the newspapers tomorrow,' Betsy proposed. "'And when our fathers have finished with them, let's save them.' "'Then Monday, after school, let's take a picnic up on the big hill,' suggested Tacey." Let's go to that place we went to before, where we can see little Syria. It's the farthest from home of any place we know. There won't be anybody around to disturb us, and Betsy can read the papers out loud,' said Tib. "'This mantilla's hot,' she added. "'If you're going to be Queen of Spain,' said Betsy, "'you've got to get used to a mantilla, and so have Tacey and I, because we'll be your ladies-in-waiting, I suppose.' "'Oh, of course,' said Tib. It was difficult next day not to look at that sun at the whoops. It was difficult next day not to look at the Sunday newspapers strewn so invitingly about, but they did not even peek. And when evening came, they managed to hide away all the crumpled sheets. Monday after school, carrying a picnic basket and a fat bundle of papers, they climbed the big hill. They turned right at the Ekstroms' house, calling "Hello" to their friend Mrs. Ekstrom, who was weeding her garden. They went through the secret lane, and past the mystery house, down through a fold of the hills, and up again. Then, leaving the thick-growing trees behind, they came out on a high rocky ridge, just as they had done before. Tib took the ends of her skirt into her hands. Holding them wide, as she did when she danced her baby dance, she ran to the edge of the ridge. Betsy and Tacey followed, and the three of them looked down over their discovered valley. The hillside was freshly green now. The gardens of the Syrians made dark brown patches behind their little houses. Behind Mr. Meacham's mansion an apple orchard made a patch of grayish pink. Everywhere wild plums, in dazzling white bloom, were perfuming the air. It's just a perfect place, said Betsy, to read about his birthday. Tacey and Tib thought so, too. They tucked the picnic basket into a cleft of the rocks behind them. Usually they ate their lunch as soon as they reached the place to which they were going, but to-day they were too anxious to read about the King of Spain. Tib perched on a high boulder. Tacey sat down in the flower-sprinkled grass with her knees drawn into her arms. Betsy unfolded the newspapers and spread them on her lap. She leaned against a wall of rock and read. Eight grooms on horseback led the procession. The King rode in the royal coach with his mother, the Queen, and his youngest sister, the Infanta Maria Teresa, He was pale, but perfectly cool. "'I wish we could have seen him,' Tacey interrupted. She gave a long, romantic sigh, and looked at Tib. Taking the hint, Tib sighed too. "'The king ascended the throne,' read Betsy. He bore himself with manliness. Smilingly he acknowledged the ovations of the crowd. "'What's ovations?' asked Tib. "'It's cheering and clapping.' "'We'd have clapped good and hard if we'd been there,' Tacey said. "'It's terrible that we weren't there.' Betsy read on. He wore a dark blue uniform with gold facings, a steel helmet with a white plume, and a red silk waistband from which hung a sword. "'He must have looked stylish,' Tacey said. "'Isn't there a picture?' Tib asked. "'Plenty of them. Here's a picture of the palace. "'This is where you'll live, Tib,' said Betsy. "'It looks like our post-office, only bigger,' Tib remarked. "'It's sure to be nice inside,' said Tacey. "'You'll like living there.' "'Speculation,' continued Betsy, "'is rife in the capitals of Europe "'as to whom he will choose as a bride.' She paused, and her gaze ran down the column. "'Don't read to yourself. "'What is it?' Betsy did not seem to hear. She gave a small squeak of dismay. "'Oh, dear, dear, dear!' "'What is it?' cried Tacey and Tib. "'Tib can't marry him after all. None of us can.' "'Why not?' "'Because,' wailed Betsy, "'we are not of the blood royal.' "'What does that mean?' Tib demanded. "'It means we're commoners.' "'It means we're not princesses,' Tacey explained. "'He can only marry a princess.' "'That's the silliest thing I ever heard of,' said Tib." Oh well it doesn't matter i'll wear my accordion pleated dress when i dance my baby dance betsy and tacy looked at each other their eyes said isn't that just like tib but now we'll never see him cried tacy in a tragic voice let's go over to spain anyhow said betsy let's be servants in the palace if we can't be queen you and tacy wouldn't be any good as servants said tib you can't cook i can cook but I don't think it's worth while to go away over there just to cook. They sat in flat silence. It doesn't—it se- <clears throat> doesn't seem right. Tacy burst out, "That he doesn't know a thing about us. He ought to know there are such people as us, and that we have a lodge and wear his colors and pin his pictures to our underwaists." He certainly ought. Betsy agreed. An idea popped up in her head like a dandelion on a lawn. "'Let's write him a letter and tell him.' "'Betsy!' cried Tacey. "'You wouldn't dare.' "'Do people write letters to kings?' asked Tib. "'If they want to, they do. "'We do,' said Betsy. "'Tacey's blue eyes began to shine. "'We'd better do it right now,' she said, "'while Julia and Katie aren't around to catch on what we're doing.' "'But we haven't any paper and pencil,' said Tib.' "'You can run to Mrs. Ekstrom's house and borrow some,' said Betsy. "Tacy and I will wait right here.' Tib didn't mind going. She ran lots of errands for Betsy and Tacey. She was off now almost as swiftly as one of the little yellow birds which were flying in and out of the blooming wild plum-trees. When she was gone, Tacey said, "'I certainly feel sorry about Tib's not being queen.' "'So do I,' said Betsy. "'It's too bad we're not of the blood royal.' "'She'd have made a nice queen,' said Tacey, in that accordion-pleated dress. "'And I've got kind of interested in queens. "'I wish we could think up another queen game, so that Tib could be queen.' "'Maybe we can,' said Betsy. "'There's a poem about Queen of the May. "'Julia's reciting it for the school entertainment. "'Maybe we can get an idea out of that.' They talked about it, until Tib came back from Mrs. Ekstrom's. "'She had a pencil and a tablet of paper, and an envelope, too.' I told Mrs. Ekstrom we were writing a letter, but I didn't say who to, she explained. She sat down on one side of Betsy and Tacy sat down on the other. Betsy wrote the heading and the salutation, just as she had been taught to do in school. Then she started the letter proper, and when she couldn't think what to say next, Tacy or Tib told her. When the letter was finished, it read like this. Deep Valley, Minnesota, May nineteenth, nineteen o two. King Alfonso the Thirteenth, Royal Palace, Madrid, Spain, Europe. Dear Sir, We are three little American girls. Our names are Betsy, Tacy, and Tib. We are all in love with you, and would like to marry you, but we can't, because we're not of the blood royal. Tib especially would like to marry you, because she has a white accordion-pleated dress that she's going to wear when she dances the baby dance. She looks just like a princess, so we're sorry." "'But we're glad you got to be king. Three cheers for King Alfonso of Spain. "'Yours truly, Betsy Ray, Tacey Kelly, Tib Muller.' "'That's a fine letter,' said Tib. "'Tomorrow after school,' planned Tacey, "'we'll walk to the post-office and mail it.' "'We'll have to take some money out of our banks,' said Betsy. "'It will cost quite a lot of money, I imagine, "'to send a letter to Spain.' "'They put the letter into the envelope and sealed it, and addressed it to the king in his palace, Madrid, Spain, Europe. When they had finished, they were suddenly very hungry. "'I'm famished,' said Betsy. "'I could eat nails,' said Tacy. "'Let's have our picnic,' said Tib. And they scrambled over the rocks to that cleft in the big rock, where they had left their basket. But when they reached the cleft, they stared with eyes of wonder and dismay. The picnic basket was gone.' End of chapter 3, read by Kara Schallenberg, www.kray.org, on Sunday, October 11th, 2015, in El Sobrante, California.